This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hi, my name is Dr. Lou Diaz, pastor of Butte Bible Fellowship located at 2255 Pillsbury Road in Chico. And I'm providing inspirational teaching for you from God's Word each week. Listen to my weekly radio program, Encouraging Words with Dr. Lou Diaz, at 10 a.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sunday. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity we have to gather together in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who is our Savior and Lord. Father, we gather together with thanksgiving in our hearts and with praise to you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your care. Thank you for your involvement in our lives by your Holy Spirit. Thank you that you will never leave us nor forsake us, but you're always with us, and we praise you for that. Thank you that the Holy Spirit is the comforter, the one who comes alongside of us, and we're never alone because you are with us. Lord, I pray your blessing on this time of worship and praise. Thank you for the worship team and their singing of hymns that are so powerful in their messages because they're so biblical in their emphasis. And Father, we do pray for protection from COVID-19. We pray for those who are suffering from COVID-19, that you would strengthen them and have mercy on them to bring them through. We pray for those who have lost loved ones due to COVID-19. We ask, God, that you would comfort them and that you would point them to the Savior, that they would look beyond this life to realize that there is a life to come and that they want to spend it in heaven by trusting in Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. So we pray that people may seek you and find you, that they may trust in Jesus while they can. So, Father, we pray for the churches all across the nation and across the world that you would revive your church in these last of the last days. We pray, God, that your children would be renewed, revived, refreshed, recharged, and about your great commission of making disciples of people of all nations. So, Lord, please glorify yourself. Even though these days are very difficult and uncertain and they are different than what we are accustomed to, you have never ceased being in charge. You are on the throne. You are sovereign. You are all-powerful. You are in control, and we praise you that we know you and we can trust you through everything that we're going through. So, Father, thank you for your presence here today. Thank you that we could worship you together in spirit with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we pray that everybody might be lifted up today and encouraged that we would be inspired and blessed because we have focused upon Jesus Christ, our Redeemer and Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. All right, we're going to have a message now, and this message is, you are, you have a Redeemer. Uh, but before we get into that, let me uh, summarize what we've covered so far. In 
Ruth chapter 1, I said, you have a choice. And I had this quote behind me. Life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we react to it. You have a choice. You cannot control that the coronavirus is here and its effects. But you have a choice as to the attitude you will have and how you will draw closer to the Lord and how you will take care of yourself. So you have a choice. That was message number one uh, from Ruth 1. Message number two from Ruth 2 was simply this, that you have a purpose. And we see from the example of Ruth that even though she went through a major change of having lost her husband, having lost her father-in-law, and being asked by her mother-in-law to move from Moab to Bethlehem, she chose to go and she found a purpose. And in that purpose, she was able to uh, find God's will as he led her. Today's message is, you have a redeemer. This is Ruth chapter 3. So if you put this together so far by chapter, you have a choice, you have a purpose, and you have a redeemer. Chapter 3 is about Jesus being our kinsman redeemer. Just as Boaz was the kinsman redeemer for Ruth, uh, Jesus is the kinsman redeemer for you and me. And we're going to go into what that means in a moment. So the outline here <clears throat> is very simple, and I'm not able to click for some reason. So uh, Sam, would you uh, advance the slide for me uh, again? Sam, would you advance the slide for me again? Thank you. The message outline is simple, that in order for us to adjust to our new normal, the approach or the method that we are to take is spelled out for us by the example of Ruth. How did Ruth adjust? What was her method for adjusting to her new normal, which I call NN, her new normal? Well, she did three things. Three things that we need to do if we're going to adjust to the new world that we're now a part of. She was obedient. Be obedient. Follow instructions. Second, be available. Come to your Redeemer. And third, be patient. Wait upon the Lord. These three things are very clear in Ruth chapter 3. Let's look at the first one. Be obedient. Follow instructions. In Ruth chapter 3, we find that Naomi says to Ruth, <clears throat> I want to take care of you. I want to make sure you have security, that you find rest. And uh, Boaz is our kinsman redeemer. There's a cultural tradition that the Jewish people had that should somebody's husband die without having kids, somebody else in the family could marry that person and have kids thereby carrying on the line from the deceased and also carrying on the inheritance of the land of the deceased. So Boaz was a relative of Elimelech, who was Naomi's husband, of, and of Malon, who was Ruth's husband. 
and he could be the kinsman redeemer. So, Naomi gives Ruth instructions. She says, pretty yourself up, go over to the uh, threshing floor where Boaz is working, and after he's put in a full day of work, and after he's uh, had a great meal and uh, had some uh, wonderful refreshments, and he goes laying down on his straw bed by the field to protect it, and he's resting with joy, you go over to him, and you uncover his feet, and you lie down, and he will tell you what to do. Now notice verse 5, it says that Ruth responded to Naomi by saying, I will do whatever you say. And verse 6, so she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. So the first thing we need to do to adjust to a new normal by this example of Ruth is be obedient. Follow instructions. Can you say with me, I will do whatever you say. Capital Y, meaning the Lord. Can you say that with me? I will do whatever you say. Now that's the attitude we need to have. Can I tell you something very profound? The book of Ruth is a microcosm during the time of Judges. During the time of Judges, everyone did what was right in their own sight. In other words, everyone rebelled. Everyone insisted on their own way. Everyone thought they knew better than God and knew better than everybody else. Do you know anybody who has that attitude during this coronavirus pandemic? I do. People who say, you don't need to wear a mask. They're not being obedient. They're not following instructions. People who come up with conspiracy theories, they think they know better. But you know what? We need to follow instructions. We need to obey the Lord and follow him during a time of upheaval. And Ruth listened to the authority in her life, Naomi, and did exactly as she was told, and the Lord blessed her. So let's not be rebels. Let's not edge God out. Let's enjoy God's order. Let's be obedient. Let's follow instructions that we might adjust to this new normal. That's important. But secondly, be available. Come to your Redeemer. It says in Ruth chapter 3, verses 7 through 9, that Ruth approached quietly to Boaz, who was laying down, and uncovered his feet and laid down. And he turned in the middle of the night and was shocked. There was a woman lying at his feet. That's how close he was, she was to Boaz. Now, you need to know what all this represents. And let me have the next slide for a second. When Boaz woke up and saw Ruth lying at his feet, he said, who are you? And she said, I am your servant Ruth. Spread the corner of your garment over me since you are a guardian redeemer of our family. Since you are the kinsman redeemer of our family, spread the corner of your garment over me. Now, what exactly does that mean? 
Was she proposing to Boaz and asking him to marry her? Yes. Was she asking him to consummate the marriage there? No, that's not what spreading the corner of the garment over her meant. What it meant was that he, following the custom of being a kinsman redeemer, was to put the corner of his blanket over her to represent, yes, I will take responsibility for you. Yes, I will protect you. Yes, I will provide for you. Yes, I will redeem you. That's the point here. And I want you to uh, think about Jesus, because Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. Jesus became human, so he was part of our family. He was qualified to redeem us as our kinsman. But he's also our redeemer because he could save us. He could redeem us. And the picture of redemption is one of four major pictures. A person who's majorly in debt, who's bankrupt, needs to be saved by having his debt paid. We had a debt of sin we couldn't pay, but Jesus paid it all on the cross. Amen? Second, we were all in the prison of sin, and we needed to be delivered from our prison. Thanks be to God that we have been transferred from the dominion of darkness to the kingdom of God's beloved Son through Jesus dying on the cross and rising from the dead. We've been delivered from prison. The third picture is the picture of, of hold on, slavery that we were on the slave block and we were purchased by Satan and he was our tyrannical dictator oppressing us. But what happened? Jesus died to destroy the works of the devil and he triumphed over the devil and marched him through a procession showing that the devil and the demons are completely defeated. Our sins have been nailed to the cross and we are forgiven, and we are overcomers through Christ's death. So praise God that once we were slaves to sin, but we've been set free through the cross of Christ. And um, the fourth picture is escaping me right now, but I'll think of it in a minute. Let me expand it to what I've come up with as the best description of all. Now remember Ruth said, cover me with your garment? Well, another way to say that in plain English is blanket me. Blanket me. So we were once lost, but when the Lord blanketed us, we were found. We were once blind, but when the Lord blanketed us, we can see. We were once bound, but when the Lord put his garment upon us, we were set free. We were dead, and Jesus made us alive. We were poor, Jesus made us rich. We were drowning, and Jesus rescued us. We were sick, and Jesus healed us. We were broken, and Jesus restored us. We were naked, and Jesus clothed us. We were orphaned, and Jesus adopted us. We were useless, and Jesus made us useful. We were hopeless, and Jesus gave us hope. We were joyless, and Jesus gave us joy. We were unloved. And Jesus showed us that we are greatly loved. 
Aren't you praising the Lord right now that we have a Redeemer and His name is Jesus? Now, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what challenges you're facing. But let me tell you, I do know we have a Redeemer. And this Redeemer is here for you. And He's asking you to pray the prayer that Ruth said to Boaz. The next slide shows us that prayer. Simply pray this prayer to the Lord. Spread the corner of your garment over me. That's the prayer that the Lord wants you to pray. He wants you to identify the area you're struggling with, whether it's loneliness or whether it's uh, uh, depression or whether it's uh, struggling with a sense of purposelessness or whether it's fear, whatever you're struggling with, ask the Lord to spread the corner of his garment over that area. Ask him to blanket you with courage, to blanket you with peace, to blanket you with his love, to blanket you with his presence. The Lord wants you to ask him for help. This is the time during this pandemic to come to your Redeemer, to draw near to the Lord, and He will draw near to you. He's never left you, but you'll sense His close presence as you draw near to Him. Third, be patient. Wait upon the Lord. In chapter 3, verse 13, Boaz instructs Ruth to stay right where she's lying at his feet, for the night, which is the custom showing that it's serious on both parties that he's going to fulfill his purpose if the closer kinsman redeemer doesn't claim her first. So there is someone who is a closer relative to Elimelech than Boaz, and he has to check if he wants to claim the rights to um, marry Ruth and take the inheritance of Malon and Elimelech. So he says, lie here until morning, and that's exactly what she did. She lay at his feet until morning. And then, when she got home, Naomi said to her, wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens, for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today. We're going to find out how this resolves next week when Boaz has a meeting with the kinsman redeemer that's closer in relation to Elimelech than he. We'll wait till next week to see how this story turns out. But right now, the emphasis is be patient, wait upon the Lord. Because the Lord is saying to you, wait, my child, until you find out what happens. Somebody here today needs to hear this word from the Lord. He is saying to you directly, as big as the words on this screen, wait, my child, until you find out what happens. How many of us are struggling with impatience? We want this COVID-19 virus to be done with and over. We want things to go back to normal. We are frustrated and we are exhausted and tired. We have cabin fever. We're going crazy because 
Everything isn't the way it used to be. We think it's terrible and it's only going to get worse. But God is saying to us, wait, my daughter, wait, my son, until you find out what happens. The end has not been written yet. God is still on the throne. He's still in control. He's still working things out for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. You can trust him. You need to wait upon the Lord. And waiting is the hardest thing. Waiting is work. And we don't like to work. We want instant answers. We want instant deliverance from anything that's inconvenient and uncomfortable. We want to be delivered so that we don't have to go through this. But you know what? When you wait upon the Lord, you rise up with wings like eagles. When you wait upon the Lord, you run and you do not grow weary. When you wait upon the Lord, you walk and you faint not. Those who wait upon the Lord receive supernatural strength. In the book of... Um, I'm thinking of a book where it says that though the crops fail, though the cattle die, that is, though our economy goes completely uh, down, I will put my hope in the Lord, and He will give me feet, hinds feet, like a deer, to scale up mountains. Do you believe that? It's true. When you put your hope in the Lord, He gives you supernatural strength to climb even the steepest of mountains, like a billy goat or a mountain goat climbing way up. And you think, how does that goat climb those crags of the mountain? He's got special hooves that help him to do that. God gives you supernatural hiking boots so you can scale the mountains of difficulty that are before you. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen? Amen. So let's look then at this summary. What is the approach that Ruth took and what is the approach that we need to take in adjusting to a new normal? First of all, be obedient. Follow instructions. Say to the Lord, I will do whatever you want. Second, be available. Come to, the re to your Redeemer. Say to Him, spread your garment to cover over this area of my need and tell Him what need you have. And then be patient. Wait upon the Lord. The answer may come today. The answer may come tomorrow. It may not come for a week. It may not come for a month. It may be a year before we see a resolution to things that are going on. But you know what? When you wait upon the Lord, you receive His coping strength. You rise up in His strength. So wait upon the Lord. Those are the three things we need to do during this coronavirus pandemic. This time where it's not the way it used to be, the normal way, it's a new normal. The Bible tells us how to adjust. 
and Ruth is our example. And Boaz is a type of Christ. He is the Redeemer for Ruth and Naomi, just as Jesus is the Redeemer for you and for me. Praise the Lord. All right, at this time, we're going to partake of communion. Uh, here at the church, the worship team has the communion kits with the wafer atop and the uh, juice on the bottom. At home, you have something to eat and something to drink. Would you take out what you have to eat? This is a symbol of the body of Christ given for you. Jesus, our Redeemer, is the one who gave his body on the cross so that we could be forgiven of our sin and we can have access into the Holy of Holies, into the very presence of God. Let's bow in prayer and praise before we partake. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus, our Redeemer. Thank you that he became one of us. He became part of our family so he could be our kinsman Redeemer. Thank you that Jesus died on the cross and gave his body for us. His body that was beaten. His body that was nailed to a cross. His body that was exposed in shame and nakedness on the cross. He gave himself completely for us so that we could be forgiven of our sins. So that our sin could be paid for in full. And he said on the cross, it is finished. He paid for our sin in full, ransoming us from prison, delivering us from debt, and blessing us in every way. So thank you for Jesus, for being our Redeemer. Amen. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Would you partake of the bread or the element you have and think about Jesus giving his body on the cross for you. Please partake. Do this in remembrance of Jesus. And then after supper, when the Lord was celebrating the Passover meal with his disciples, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the cup of covenant in my blood. So Jesus, dying on the cross, shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. When the soldier was checking to see if he was dead, he stabbed the side of Jesus, and out from his side came blood and water, a sure medical fact that Jesus was dead. Jesus gave his life blood for our forgiveness. He was the perfect blemish-free lamb who was the sacrifice for our sin once for all time. No other sacrifices needed. Nothing can be added to the finished work of Jesus Christ on our behalf. We are forgiven. We are redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Let's give praise. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your son Jesus. Thank you that he died for our sins. Thank you that we have forgiveness of our sins because of his shed blood on our behalf. The perfect, blemish-free Lamb of God, Jesus, he who knew no sin became sin that we might become 
the righteousness of God through faith in Him. Thank you for Jesus. We are redeemed, and we are being redeemed, and we will be fully redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you for Jesus, our kinsman redeemer. We love you and praise you and thank you for forgiveness and for all you've done for us to show your love for us. Amen. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Go ahead and partake of the cup. Do you need encouragement? I want to share my spiritual gift of encouragement with you. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521 to find out how you can connect with our weekly worship services and faith-building messages from God's Word.